Reese, Bibbs, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys gonna do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. New episode of the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I am one half of your gracious host, Monda Reese, aka Maurice Williams, aka Reese Williams, aka Tyrese Evans, aka Steph Curry, aka Larry's Bird, Monda Reese on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Joint as always by my brother Bibbs, aka Black Bibbs, aka Big Bibbs. A.K.A. Mike Bibbs, and sometimes uh, when he's not in control, known as Optimus Bibbs. Had to make sure I got it right because he tends to remind me that he and Optimus Bibbs are not the same person. And just so you know, that is the first time and the last time you will hear me mention Optimus Bibbs' name unprovoked on this podcast. Doubtful, but all right. How you feeling, brother? Um... Hmm, how am I feel? Oh shit! My camera did something weird. My bad. I, uh, <laughs> I I'm, I'm I'm feeling all right, man. It's it's been a really weird week um, in my personal life. We're not gonna get into that too deep. Same. But, but uh, other than that, you know, I'm, I'm surviving. The Mavs are winning. It is what it is. Uh, same. You know, uh, the Mavs are kind of uh been a bright spot in the week. In a, in a grim week for me. I know it's been long for you as well as far as our personal lives go. But, uh, but uh, yeah, um, came away 3-1 and one in the week. I believe that, did I say 2-2 two and two, or did I say 3-1? and one? I think I said 2-2. Two and two. I feel like you might have, like, been able, you would have allowed 2-2. Two two. Yeah, I would have allowed 2, yeah. Uh, yeah. I would have allowed 2-2. Two and two. We did lose to one of the teams that I said – if we lost two games, I would expect us to lose two. Yeah. Um, the other one, we came out with a victory. But let's start from the very beginning if you're ready to get into it. Unless you have anything you want to hit on before we get into these. No, I, 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 my brain ain't even working right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, on Monday, Utah Jazz came into Dallas for a rematch we had from a week ago. Defeated the Utah Jazz 111-103. to much better showing than we had last game. Spencer Dinwiddie showed up. This was actually, I believe, his uh, first start since being a Maverick, since Jalen Brunson was out. Came out, played 40 minutes, the most out of anyone on the team, and came away with 23 points, three rebounds, two assists, shot seven for 15 from the field, and five of nine from three, four of four from the free throw line. Another great showing by Spencer Dinwiddie, who has, for the most part, been on fire since done in the, the blue and white not the uh the red added in there like he did with uh washington moving on during finney smith 21 points five rebounds luka Doncic 35 points 16 rebounds seven assists uh possible first round matchup uh we mentioned the last game didn't go too well very winnable game some of the guys who played the best did not play down the stretch in that game uh, Luca trying to ISO Rudy Gobert down the stretch in that game. Just some bad decisions, but uh, they seem to have cleaned it up in this game. I believe we see them one more time in the future. But uh, what were your thoughts coming out of this game? Are you are you confident? 
against the Mavericks going against the Jazz in the playoffs? Are you confident about the next matchup? Um, I so I hopped in a space last night and I I halfway I hesitate to go into spaces because I feel like when I go up, I'm gonna get certain questions that I don't necessarily want to <laughs> answer. <laughs> um and so I got asked about the jazz, of course. And I I don't know how I can make it more clear. I think we beat we can beat the jazz and we should beat the jazz in a series. But I can also acknowledge at the same time that they're a dangerous team for us if they do the things that they should do. Absolutely. Um, and even in this game, Luca was dominant in the first. Spencer Dinwiddie took over in the second. And we pretty much were in control for most of the game. But then they still decided to be serious for like five minutes and made it a game at the end because they have that kind of talent on their roster. Absolutely. I believe so, we were up by 20 at one point, right? I believe so. 19 at least. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we had full control of the game. And then I think it was uh, Bojan got hot. And all of a sudden it was like a five, six point game or it might even got closer than that at one point uh, very briefly. But the team has all the firepower in the world. They're considered people look at them as a defensive team, but they believe we're number one offense for a very long time. If they're not still, I believe they're the best three point shooting team in the league. That too. Like they shoot the most threes and they shoot like the highest percentage. I don't really consider the Utah jazz as a defensive team simply because we know what the Utah jazz defense is, is Rudy Gobert. Those guys on the perimeter aren't necessarily stoppers. Yeah, They're not like, Obviously, there aren't really that many players in the league who are clamping some up, someone up. But nine times out of ten, there's no one on that perimeter who I'll say, oh, go guard the best guy Yeah, on the other team. Like, their thing is, let's be good enough, and we just send them into Rudy Gobert. And that's part of the reason why they've been kicked out of the playoffs for the last few years. Disappointing teams, because that's not going to go well in the playoffs when you're matched up against a team that you're playing two to three times a week and they just have to game plan for you and no one else. Yeah. Like somebody has like those other guys have to decide that they want to keep the man that they're guarding in front of them. The funnel at the Rudy stuff is, it, especially if a team goes five out, like everybody says they're going to do, he can't guard a guy on the perimeter and have you funneling guys to the paint. So for him to clean up. Absolutely. That makes, that's it makes his job and completely impossible. Like, if we're playing and we run out a lineup of, and let's say in this scenario, and this is really like wishing for a lot, let's say Maxi Cleaver is at least decent on offense in the playoffs. Realize, I just said, <laughs> him being decent on offense is asking for a lot. And we're going to get to Maxi Cleaver throughout these games this week. Trust me. If he's not, I am. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) We're going to get to Maxi Cleaver. But if we run out of lineup of Maxi Cleaver at center, Dorian at the four, Bullock Bullock at the three. If THJ is back, who knows? Mm. Uh, Bullock at the three, then Witty and and Luca. Or Brunson at the two, then Witty at the three, and Luca. If Maxi is at the five, and you have to respect Maxi's shot if he's taking it, we saw in some of these games that he's not going to take the shot. They're not going to respect it. But you have to at least shoot it, even if you're missing. Keep shooting the ball. Shoot that. Let that. What did What did Jason Kidd tell Reggie Bullock? Let exactly. that motherfucker go. <laughs> yeah. Like 
Come on, man. So if Maxi is doing that, and we've seen what Maxi can do when his shot is going down, Rudy is gonna have to come out of that paint, and that's gonna Luca is gonna have a field day, cause no one on that perimeter can hold him. I would say the best perimeter defender they probably have is Royce O'Neal, and then maybe Mike Conley. And I think like I've seen Jazz fans complaining that Pascal doesn't play enough, um, because Rudy Gay's taking all his minutes. And they feel like Pascal could be another guy that could be a good, versatile defender for them. But again, if they're not going to play him, then I can't even consider him a good perimeter defender for them because he's on the bench. I mean, that's true, but that probably kind of complicates things with their offense as far as spacing because I've seen that dude shoot, and (laughs) I would leave him open. He he was a very good Draymond uh, light in Golden State. Yeah, well, he I'll, ain't in Golden State that. no more. This ain't Golden, St- this ain't Golden State <laughs> system, okay? That's a nice way of saying he shoot like he got a backpack on. Facts. 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 <laughs> that Frankenstein-ass jump shot. Um, so do you have anything else to add on to this game, or can we get this next one out of the way? Um, Let me just double-check, because <clears throat> I mentioned Dinwiddie taking over in the, the late, early second. You know, people... And I don't know why people are still doing it. People that have a take about a player and then want to be married to it despite evidence proving them wrong. And so I saw people before that game saying things like, oh, Dinwiddie's been doing great against second units, but now he's going to have to play against starters. And then early in that first, he wasn't really doing a lot, mostly because Luca was doing a lot. Right. And then people were, see, this is him against starters. He doesn't do anything. He looks exactly like how y'all are clowning Brunson for looking. But then that second quarter, he took over the game, so. It they got couldn't, quiet again. They couldn't even wait till the end of the game to get their takes off. Right. Because the problem with that is when you say stuff like that so early on in the game and things change, you look stupid. Often. Often. <laughs> well, people who say stupid things look stupid often anyway. <laughs> uh, speaking of looking stupid, uh-huh. um, Wednesday, Dallas Mavericks, another home game against the New York Knicks. I want to say this team is becoming like a low-key rival of ours, but if they keep beating us, it's not a rivalry. No, it's like, just a scheduled loss. It's a facts. Uh, 107 to 77, a 30-point loss. Uh, this this was tough. We didn't even come close to cracking 100 points. Uh, we only scored more than 20 and a quarter once, and that was the third quarter. Uh, things looked like they were going up, and then they went right back down. Not a great showing from anyone not named Luka Doncic, even though he himself did not have a fantastic night as far as shooting goes. Uh, 12 for 25 from the field, 3 for 11 from 3. Uh, came out with 31 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. Reggie Bullock, um, man, continuing to look like pre-beginning of the season Reggie Bullock uh, post-All-Star break, man. 0 for 8 from the field and all 8 were threes. And if I'm not mistaken, like, I didn't watch this entire game. But I'm oh. almost positive all of them were wide open. Well, not no, wide open. No, no, open. no, 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 no. Almost everyone was wide open. Like, wow. they were lining it up, get the feet set, perfect bounces, ah. clank. Every all night. And we were 1 it, for 21 from 3 at halftime. And now I hate this because Reggie was doing so great. And the thing, I'll get to this, but with Reggie, it's like he's got the maxi effect with me now. 
when he shoots the ball, I expect it to clank. <laughs> like, somehow, some way, I'm expecting the ball to clank. And the thing with the difference between Reggie and Tim is there's a lot of differences in their game. Tim will shoot off the dribble. Tim will dribble the ball. He probably shouldn't. I say unfortunately. But he's going to do it anyway. <laughs> but if Tim's not hitting shots, Tim's not really helping. Right. Reggie Bullock can still help on defense. Right. In some way. So I don't want to say he's completely useless, but like if you're not going to hit your shots, can we can we cut half of that salary off off the books? I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. If you ain't doing half of your job, I, I'm just saying. But hopefully Reggie Bullock can come back into form going into the playoffs because we're really going to need him. He was a big part. THJ first went down going into that all-star break. Um, no one else to really talk about. Spencer Dinwiddie, um, 13 points off the bench, went back to the bench with Brunson coming back. 13 points off the bench, 3 for 8 from the field, 2 for 4 from 3. Um, he hit that first 3, I think, in the first half, like near the end of the half. If if this is a bad game, excuse me, from Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, I guess I'll take it. I guess that's a bright side to it. I'm going to say this. Mitchell Robinson was doing a good job showcasing himself to Nico and staff. <laughs> um, he was doing some amazing things out there. He blocked a Luka step back three at one point. Um, and I've seen him do stuff like that in other games where he gets switched on the perimeter and gets a block, which is very – like even Gobert – I don't even think Gobert really tries to block shots in those situations. He just wants to contest and not commit a foul. But Mitchell Robinson goes for a block a lot in those situations. And I I mean, I love that aggressiveness. Um, but we got – the only note I wrote for this game was yikes. But the issue with this game is that the Knicks weren't really shooting great either from the perimeter, if I'm not mistaken. They were killing us going to the rim, and we had absolutely nobody to stop them. And they were just doing whatever they wanted going inside. Uh, stuff like that is definitely going to be an issue come playoff time because let me remind y'all, we still have to wipe Powell down there. Um, and Maxi Kleber, I don't know what's going on with him. I mean, he's still putting motherfuckers on the wall, sure, but we don't have a rim protector. No, we don't. Not at all. And, and it would have been much better if Jalen Brunson did what he was supposed to do, come out there and showcase himself to the New York Knicks, but he had a bad game. 3 for 12, 0 for 5 from 3. Uh, Jesus Christ. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on this game. Yeah, um, it, like I said, all I wrote was yikes. All yeah. my notes. I didn't care to spend too much time on it. I'm sure um, everyone that watched this understands. I think what I happened. did. I was going to add that uh, since you mentioned Jalen Brunson, the conversation around him among Knicks fans has shifted as really? of that game. At least, yeah, there's a lot of. Uh, this is the guy Knicks fans want to pay. Oh my goodness, um, no! Yeah, so like even today, like when somebody quoted one of my tweets about Jalen, it was like, "This the guy y'all clamoring for." Like, so I, I might have to dial back the rhetoric, uh, <laughs> the the negative Jalen Brunson rhetoric. Oh man, we gonna we gonna have to start putting positive Jalen Brunson tweets out there because we know the Knicks don't watch the Mavs. But if they see the tweets, <laughs> if they see the tweets, they might hop back on the train. Yeah, so if y'all see me like retweeting pro Jalen Brunson tweets and y'all like this is inconsistent with the message that he's been spewing, no, this is a, a shift in the propaganda. We got, I, I almost said some stuff I didn't mean to say, but oh man, uh, yeah, we got to change the narrative, make sure everybody knows Jalen Brunson is amazing. 
So, um, you mentioned for the Utah game, uh, we had a substantial lead. We were up by like 20 points, and we allowed them to come back into the game, making it closer than it should have been Right. with eight points. Well, kind of happened in the next game, too. Uh, Dallas Mavericks went into Houston, defeated the Houston Rockets 113-100, uh, led every single quarter except for the fourth quarter. Uh, I'm going to break it down. First quarter, we outscored them 31-23. Second quarter, we outscored them 36-21. to Do the math because I'm not doing it. Uh, third <laughs> quarter, we outscored them 29-28. to And in the fourth, they outscored us 28-17. to uh, still a great one. Uh, I don't want to call it a great win. A win, a game you're supposed it's to win. It's a win, yeah. Yeah, it's a win. This was one of the games I said was a lock. Uh, Reggie Bullock, even though he had eight points, still did not <laughs> shoot the ball. <laughs> um, two for eight from three. It's better than last game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it's an upgrade. <laughs> Luka Doncic continues his streak, uh, putting up 30 points, 14 rebounds, six assists. 9 from 19 from the field, though. 5 for 11 from 3. Spencer Dinwiddie gets the start again with Jalen Brunson being out. 16 points, 7 assists, 6 for 13 from the field. Did not shoot the 3 well. Dwight Powell, though, the standout. 26 points, 12 rebounds, 9 for 11 from the field. I'm going to let y'all know right now, I almost gave him Unsung Hero of the Week off of that performance alone, but I could not justify it. Mm, so that eliminates Mr. Powell. I do have a, a, a nice stat here uh, that I believe came from the, the Mavs PR team, if you if you don't mind. Oh, the Mavs uh, PR team. Okay. That, 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 that a, the actual PR team. To be, oh, okay. <laughs> to, gotcha. to be clear. Uh, the first half, Dwight Sis Malone came out and was killing everything in the paint did you just call him the whitest malone the whitest malone okay i like it uh i mean it makes sense he was in houston too so you know i'll try to pay homage uh he had in the first half he had 22 points on eight of nine with and 10 rebounds six of them offensive uh he became only the ninth maverick ever to record a half with 20 plus points and 10 plus rebounds dirk did it four times KP did it twice, Sean Bradley, Luca, of course, Michael Finley, Chris Gatlin, Boban, and Antoine Walker. Shout out Boban. Dwight Powell's now in that number. Shout out, shout out to Dwight's Malone for balling out. And then he didn't do shit in the Hold on, I gotta I gotta address this. I put a tweet out asking if Dwight is the greatest center in Mavs history. Again, this was not supposed to be a big tweet. Was not supposed to get traction. I put the the Charles Barkley meme on it. There were way too many serious responses to that tweet. But then I realized, oh shit, is that actually a legitimate question? <laughs> is it that bleak out in Mavs history that all I'm saying is, in ten years, if 2K does another update to the all time teams. Dwight might be on the all-time oh, Mavs God. team. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, name the centers in Mavs history. Tyson Chandler. And then there's a big gap. Sean Bradley. Uh, there were some old old guys that people were mentioning hey, that look. didn't win any games. Hey. <laughs> so. Dwight Powell or Eric Dampier? 
<laughs> he's probably that's, on that's the not mountain. A, that's not a rhetorical question. I need your answer. I mean, Dwight, Dwight Powell. Okay. Eric I hated Eric Dampier. So I much. hated Eric. I hated Eric Damp. I've never hated a center tandem starter and bench more than I hated Eric Dampier's a gonna job. Mm. Awful. I Awful. To, I need to see something out. I'm trying to remember. Was he on? He did not get a ring. Yes, cool. he did. No, he did not. Eric Dampier. I remember during the finals. Yeah, he played for Miami. Yeah, during the finals, I one of my biggest motivations for not wanting the Heat to win was because Eric Dampier was on the roster. Facts. Same. I did not want him <laughs> I, to get a ring. Especially I did not, not want against him us. to leave and get a ring. Not against us, at least. I was, I think that whole year I was just sick that he was on that team because everybody was saying they were going to do it. I was hoping they wouldn't, but you know the fear was there. And then when it came to the finals, it was us versus them. I was like, we got to do it just to keep that ring off of Eric Dampier. Oh man, he did not get a ring. I'm looking now. He played for Atlanta in 2012. Okay, Andrew Bogut was pretty decent for us, man, for like a good year. (sighs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, there are some old guys that I don't didn't I don't know much about that people were saying should be on that list, but I think Dwight Powell's definitely in the Mount Rushmore. Man, that's tough. I Just think that says that longevity. says more about the Mavericks than it does about Dwight Powell. If we're 100%. completely honest, yeah, it's just like the the Lakers conversation about Kobe potentially not being top five. Uh, somebody said, you know, Luca right now is top two Maverick all time, but you wouldn't say he's top five Laker. If he was a Laker right now, you wouldn't probably wouldn't even say top ten. I was about to say he wouldn't even be a top ten Laker. Yeah, I'm trying to like just I don't even have to think about it actually. He's definitely he's wouldn't not be a top, a top 10. ten Laker. He's not a top ten Laker. <laughs> not at all. Not even close. He wouldn't, you wouldn't probably, be having a conversation. I can probably name ten off the top of my head right now. Let's do it. Kareem, Kobe, Magic, Shaq. I'm naming LeBron. He won a championship yeah. with Yeah. And be ahead of LeBron. James Worthy. George I mean, Mikan, Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. Hold up. Paul Gasol. Taking Paul. Uh, and there's one more. There's one more. Logo. Jerry West. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even including uh, Elgin Baylor. Facts. Like, like <laughs> the list is long of amazing Lakers that are like top 50 all time. Uh, Luca's not top 50 all time. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that's just a very decorated organization, and we are not. Like, Dirk yeah. is the only all-time player, or Jason Kidd, Steve Nash. Like, those are the only all-time type players that we have that we can really claim at, on any degree. Uh, we getting off topic from this, but I don't care. Forget that Rockets game. Um, the Lakers and the Celtics are the two most historic franchises in NBA history. I seem to side with the Lakers more because – most of their championships didn't come within a decade. Right. Like the Bill Russell era, they won 11. And then after that, it was Larry Bird. And, and they batterings. And they were not shit after that. Like the Lakers have yeah. been pretty good every decade. Yeah. Like even the, the years where the, the Celtics were winning, the Lakers were getting to the final. They just were losing to, to the Lakers. Right. To like the Celtics. That Paul Pierce era, they were making the playoffs, but they weren't championship contenders 
yeah like doing the the goat series i didn't because I, I i i was familiar with the history but i wasn't familiar with the history on the ground and like jerry west was going through it like i was like reading through jerry West's history i was like damn this dude can't catch a break because he would always get to the finals and then get hurt and then lose to the celtics so i ask you this okay with Luca's career, will he be a top ten Celtic? Right now? Yeah. Like if his career ended today, will he be a top ten? I don't see, and this is again, this is like I mean, like if he if he was drafted by the Celtics and had this exact same career up until this point, would he already be a top ten Celtic all time? I don't think so. Okay. Um what we got? Bird. Bird. Russell. Um Russell. Oh yeah, Bill Russell. I'm done. I skipped him. Mikhail. <laughs> Hold up. I'm I'm going through the actual goat list now. Bob Pettit? No, he was on the uh Hawks. Um shit. Cousy. Bob Cousy. Um Kevin McHale. I'm skipping. I'm not doing it yet. Yeah, Kevin McHale, you can go through and throw him in there. Garnett. Garnett, Paul Pierce. Um, Havlicek, Havlicek, yeah. Paul Pierce, yeah. Paul Pierce, still ahead of him. I'm trying to find some of these older dudes. Bill, what? Yeah, probably he did most of his damage as a Portland. Yeah. McAdoo Um, was a Celtic, right? I don't think McAdoo was a Celtic. No, he was might have been Lakers. Um, Robert Parrish. Hey man, Luca got a case. <laughs> I'm about to say I'm like running out of names here. We already said Paul. Oh, Dennis Johnson. Dennis Johnson. Okay. Gotta get him in there. Mm, Worthy was a Laker. Shit. Um, Luca might got a case. <laughs> Tommy Hinton. Tommy Hinton. I'm sorry, I don't know who that is. Uh, he passed away recently. He was a four-time All-NBA second, um, five-time or eight-time All-Defense, and Sam Jones is another one, three-time All-NBA second, uh, six-time All-Defense, uh, top 20 or top 30 all-time playoff points. Well, that's about 10 right there. You already said Kevin McHale, right? Yeah. And I'm I'm out of the top hundred already. Luca, where's Luca? I'm gonna tell you where Luca is on the GOAT series already. Where the hell is he? What the fuck? Oh. Luca. He's one forty seven. Already. Ray John Rondo. No. <laughs> no. No. What? No. 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 Rondo is one of the most over. You know what? It's gonna sound like I'm hating because of what he did with the Mavs, but I'm being completely honest. Rondo's Rondo's overrated, bro. Thirteenth all-time career assists per game. Uh, the the championship the Celtics lost, he was second or tied for uh, the win share lead. He was the second most important person on that roster. Good for him. Just saying. We are way off topic. Way off topic. Let's um, move on. Fuck um, this. 
conversation. Yeah. They probably thinking like, what are these motherfuckers? I'm sorry, yo. Uh, <laughs> usually I don't apologize because I'm like, we're going to talk about what we want. It's our podcast, but I apologize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, mm-hmm. on topic with the Celtics, moving on to the... Hey, man, that was... You can't lie. That was smooth. Did you do... I'm not even gonna let you say you did it on purpose. I didn't do it on purpose. No way. No, no way. (laughs) If I'd have did that on purpose, I really am the segue god. Game that finished just today. Uh, We went into the TD Garden to play the Boston Celtics, one of the hottest, if not the hottest, team in the league right now. Best defense in the league. I said I was excited about this game, and uh, for the most part, um. It met my expectations. Came down to a final shot. The Mavericks came away with the win, 95 to 92. Big statement win. A big win for uh, this team as far as defense goes. Having to go against two stars like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, seeing how they hold their own, saying if the defense is fraudulent, and I think it's safe to say, in the name of Jazz, we beat the allegations. Thoughts on this game? So I was in the store for the beginning of the game and then I was driving for like most of the second quarter. I think by the time I settled in, it was like early third. Um, I was scared at first. I'm not going to lie. Like, especially when Luca got hurt. Same. I was like, if this would be a game where Luca gets hurt, the Celtics blow us out and everybody talks about how we're fraudulent and the Celtics are the best team in the league. You know that's what's that that's exactly what was gonna happen. I already like the people that write the the write ups after the games, they already had it. Da, 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 da. Celtics make a statement. Take down with the Dodgers. What, what, what was that first noise you made? It sounded like a typewriter. Da, 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 da. Yeah, that's I mean the keyboard makes the clacking sound. <laughs> you, you type. It ain't, it ain't typewriter necessarily. All right, cool. You, uh, but it, it's it's some old school Boston reporter that's still clanking it out on the typewriter. Cool. I hope not. Get with the times, <laughs> brother. It's twenty twenty two. And scanning it in. Uh, I don't. He just like the feel. He likes the aesthetic. Uh, hipster, hipster. You know what? I'm getting off topic again. You are. Um, it was a defensive battle, which is you know that's near and dear to my heart. I love defense. Um playoff atmosphere i would say i it was agree intense the refs were in playoff form as well i'll be honest uh, if this was a playoff atmosphere then jason tatum may show up he did not uh he completely disappeared in the second half especially uh shout out to dfs shout out to josh green who i believe were the two primary defenders on him yep um yeah he completely disappeared in the second half jalen brown was also very quiet and <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm looking at their like I hadn't really paid attention. I'm looking at their numbers right now. Like, yeah, this was a this was a slugfest. This was a slugfest, and it, it, it was. wasn't like old school defense with bruising bigs clogging up the paint and uh, you know tough shots being fired off. Like people were, were getting getting to their looks. It was just taking a long time to get to those looks. It was right. not. There were not a lot of easy looks happening for anybody tonight. Um, I don't know. I it felt good to come away with the win though, because of the conversation around the Celtics being I think they were like number three top contenders or some shit. Like some people were putting out lists of them being the team to come out of the East. Yeah, people like getting real second. high on them right now. Um so so uh, anybody that's not saying these types of things about the Mavs is kinda hard to, to justify after today. And the there was also some conversation about Tatum being better than Luca. 
I never understood it, but I mean, it is what it is. It feels like every time y'all say this, Luca comes out and embarrasses that person head to head, and then I'm the not even sure people quiet. can justify Tatum being top ten. So how is he just immediately better? He has Luka? like a big game, and I'm like, oh look how amazing he is! Just forget all the other times he barely did anything. Let's look at the overalls. It's like, all right, man. Uh, I I was not impressed with what he pulled out on the floor tonight. I was not either. Or today, I should say. So, I don't know. I feel like if you're the guy in this particular situation, you don't let Luca walk you down and close out a game on your floor I in agree. front of Kevin Garnett and the hoes. And the hoes. Oh, man. That's tough. Uh, I was impressed. I was impressed with the defense this game. I uh, was really impressed with a lot of the rotations, aside from some moments where Jalen Brunson literally seemed like he was just sleeping. Um, I was impressed still. Uh, Jalen Brunson with a Jalen Brunson game, shooting 6 for 12 and coming away with 14 points in 36 minutes. Uh, not sure what you want me to say. I've talked about it on the podcast before, but this was the first game where uh, Jalen Brunson, Dewitty, and Doncic both started at the same time. I mean, coming into the game starting since Reggie Bullock was not there to help us, even though he hasn't been helping much on the offensive end lately anyway. Um, Luka with 26 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists, 3 steals. Shot 8 for 16 from the field and 4 from 10 from 3. Even considering, like, I think in the fourth quarter or late in the third, he was taking some ill-advised threes. Uh, some step backs, he would get the switch with Al Horford, and it didn't even seem like he was attacking the basket. Or that could have had to do looking. with his leg. See, I did hear some people say that, but I said, look, if you can do them dribble moves and hit a goddamn step back three, you can attack the basket. <laughs> like, So I'm not going to give him that excuse. Like they say, if you out there playing, you healthy. Uh, so not really going to give him that excuse, but he didn't have a bad game despite the injury. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie stepped up as usual with 19 points. I mean, not 19, 18 points, five rebounds, four assists. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith. You see it. You see it. <laughs> For the people listening, uh, his you see it was kind of late. But he was referring to his Spencer Dinwiddie hoodie, and not Dorian Finney-Smith. <laughs> you, already, you already know what it is. <laughs> um. Dwight Powell, four points, three rebounds, two assists in 22 minutes. Maxi Kleber played 28 minutes only because he was playing good defense and rebounding because Lord knows he was allergic to any offense. Like, let, let me just say this. And, and I had some dude, because there's always one, reply. And matter of fact, you know what? I'm going to pull the tweet up. I ain't even going. I ain't about to ad lib. I, I need y'all to know. Exactly what this guy said to me while I was complaining about Maxi Kleber. Okay, hold on. Give me a few seconds. Found it. All right. I said, I posted the video. Matt, what are you out there for, Maximilian? Oh, remember that? Yes. With the moment near the end of the game where he was at the three, wide, wide open. open. He dribbles to the free throw line. Still wide open. Still wide open and passes the ball. Now, someone says this defensive play they are baiting Maxi to take matters in his hands. He did the right thing, but his defense alone won us this game today. Someone else says, that's the right play there. You attack the middle and push the ball to the corner. Fair point about Maxi not wanting the ball, though. Your job is to shoot threes. Thank you. On off- That's literally all we ask him to do on offense. Thank you. 
Don't tell don't tell me one person's defense won us this game when this was a great team defensive game as well. Yes, Maxie played great defense, but his defense alone did not win us this game. No. But this was the guy I was talking about. Maxie defense tonight is the reason we are in this game. I could care less if he puts up a donut in the scoring column. That's just me though. Yeah. That's just you though. Because I do care. I care because he's been open during this game multiple times and chose to pass it up. And every single time he passed the ball up when he was wide open, it did not lead to a bucket. Which means that's a wasted possession. And this is the thing. Like, if you draw up... I'm going to use all kinds of sports analogies to get this point across. If your offense is set up to break down the defense and get someone open for a three, and you do that, and you that person happens to be Maxi Kleber. He does not shoot the three. Everything you've done up to that point is wasted. So then he gigs it back to whoever, and they have to start over again and try to get someone else open. Or they have to make something happen with themselves. The idea is to get your shooters open on offense. If one of your shooters is wide open and he doesn't take the shot, all of that was for nothing. It's like drawing up a a, a, a play in the end zone, uh, what a, a fade to the corner, and that guy comes clean, wide open, and the quarterback doesn't throw it to him. Literally. And now no, it's no, no, like, no. It's more like they, we designed to get this wide receiver wide open. Yeah, he's wide open. You throw him the ball, and he doesn't even attempt to catch it. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like that. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Luca is is Lamar Jackson in this scenario, and, and Hollywood Brown is is Maxi, and that's a oh, very man. good analogy because Hollywood Brown dropped like fifteen touchdowns this year. Oh man, that's tough. That's tough. Uh, Hollywood Brown getting astray. I wasn't expecting that during the mass part. I'm sorry. I just had PTSD it triggered when I'm I dropped that analogy. It's like being in baseball. <laughs> And you got a man on third with with one out. And your man hits a pop fly deep to right field. And the man on third doesn't attempt to run home after the catch. This, this is why nobody watches baseball. Because you had to go through all of that for that analogy. <laughs> like, the football one was so easy. And for baseball, you like, well, you got to do this and that. No, this is why nobody watches baseball. It's like, it's like you playing soccer. And your man's releases off the touch. I'm, I don't even understand what you're saying right now. And you, 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 when you, oh, here we go. If you got a free kick from the corner or a corner kick and you kick it and your man comes free off the line for the header and he just watches it fly by his face instead of uh, heading it the, into the, the net. You're speaking Spanish to me right now. It's like a cricket match. I, <laughs> I was good. I don't shit about cricket. <laughs> Cricket, wow! All it's right. like a golf match where you got the the all you need is this birdie, right? And the ball sitting beside the cup, and you tap it away instead of towards it. I'm done with analogies. <laughs> <laughs> In other words, Maxie shoot the goddamn ball when you if are you, that wide open. If you want to keep your job. To be completely honest, I would rather you brick than to waste the possession because you didn't want to. Sh- and he does it all the time now. All the time now. I think his confidence is shot. It's like three seconds left. Ball in Maxi's hands. Nobody near him. Maxi, where the fuck is Luca? 
No. He, re- he reminds me of that dude in that commercial that everybody hates where it's like, Coach, I touched the ball last. It was out on me. <laughs> like, what you just say? Coach, I touched the ball last. It was out on me. It's their ball. Excuse me? Hitting. Coach, I'm not <laughs> hitting my shots lately. I don't want to shoot it. So what the fuck do we have you on the court for? Marquise Chris, please come back. Oh, man. He's missing out on prime opportunity to steal a job. Please come back. Put in Boban. I seen Boban shoot. Boban let that thing fly. In that Boban. scenario, he would have let that thing fly. You know what? Play Dorian at center. All right, we're getting extreme now. Let's go 2020 Rockets. Going too extreme. I hate that team. Oh, man. But, yeah, that was... Uh... It was something else I was gonna say about that, but I can't think of what it was now. With the, after that analogy thing, I went down. Um, damn, I'm struggling. Nothing. Nothing. Like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Take the L on that. Well, uh, like I said, we walked away three and one during the week. Uh, I think it's only about what two, three weeks left in the season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next upcoming week is going to be uh, pretty tough, kind of tough, uh, two tough games. But we'll get into that when we get into the weekly forecast. But as for now, we're going to take a quick ad break and we'll be right back. So I know you uh, you probably got used to hearing bibs for a while on this ad, but uh. I'm going to take over the reins again uh, to tell you a bit about our ad, our sponsor, Anchor. Uh, Back in 2020, during the pandemic, I finally took the opportunity to start my own podcast. The only issue was I had no idea where to start. Um, I didn't have any podcast equipment, uh, no camera, no microphone, you know, uh, any things that you see in a studio. But what I did have was my cell phone. And that's why I discovered the Anchor app. Anchor is the perfect app for new podcasters, for beginning podcasters, for people to start their very own podcast. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Like I mentioned, When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. So it's doing most of the work for you. All you have to do is hit play, press record, and get your work out there to the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And the best thing of all, Anchor is totally free. And on top of it being free... You can acquire your own sponsors like the ad I'm doing right now through Anchor. So you have an app for free that you can possibly make money off of. Seems like a fantastic deal to me. If you're interested in starting your own podcast with the Anchor app, make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Tell them Reese sent you. Welcome back, people. Now, I know I might have teased you a little bit having you think the weekly forecast Unsung Hero was coming up next, but it is not. We have another PSA from Brother Bibbs. Now, I'm just as curious as you are. I have no idea what this is. He's giving me no hint. So, 
Brother Biz, what you got? So before I get into what I what I want to get into here, uh, the first thing I want to say is that there was something I forgot to mention last week that I definitely want to should have mentioned and definitely want to make sure I mention now. Uh, shout out to congratulations to Luka Doncic, uh, NBA's Western Conference Player of the Month for February. Um, Brother Doncic stepped up in Black History Month and did amazing things on the basketball court. And the, the award was well-earned. Uh, we Mavs went on a run, and he was getting buckets. Let him know he was not pleased with not being an all-star starter. The second thing I wanted to touch on, <clears throat> I don't know if anybody else has noticed it. I haven't seen anybody saying it. But he's getting, he's gotten already a lot more subtle with his complaining over the past month or so. And obviously still gotten a couple texts in that time frame, but it's not, I don't see the constant yelling after every single play that I'm used to from him. Like he's, he's starting to pick his spots a little bit better. And even in like scenarios where he does get fouled or he thinks he gets fouled, he'll like point. Or like say something, but it's not. He's not as demonstrative with it. He's usually now laughing when he's doing it, versus being pissed and flustered and upset and childish. If that transition is happening for him on a more regular basis, and I do believe that this is a direct result of Jason Kidd talking to him, that's huge, in my opinion. Are you seeing that at all, any? I am. I wasn't sure if it was a result of him knowing that he's hitting that technical foul limit. <laughs> that might be it. Or if his discipline has actually gotten better over the season. Um, If it's both, I'm fine with that. Yeah. But uh, I have noticed it. Yes. Okay. So I was just making sure I wasn't tripping. I noticed it before he got these last couple of texts and people started asking the question about, is he going to get suspended? Like, I was thinking it already. I just wanted a larger sample size. And I would say, even though he's gotten those texts, the I want, one of them was some bullshit, actually. Um, but whatever. But uh, even then, like, even tonight, the refs were kind of rough. And I don't recall seeing him stick behind a play. I don't recall him running up on a ref. I don't recall him flailing and throwing his arms and calling the ref's mom all kinds of names, whatever. I, I, didn't, I don't recall seeing that in a while uh, from him. I don't recall saying it either. Even if I notice he's not okay with the call, you'll see him like react quick and then stop himself, mm-hmm. like do emotional action to stop himself. So clearly uh, there's discipline there. Like you said, you're not seeing him lag on defense, getting back in transition defense, complaining about a call uh, unless he's just like late to get up off the floor or something like that. So uh, improvements to his maturity. Uh, which is expected. He's just turned 23 years old. Uh, it's expected to happen over time. Um, I'm hoping there's more maturity, but uh, I think it has a lot to do with his relationship with Coach Kidd. Yeah, it's just something to watch. Um, I, he's aware of his reputation with the refs at this point. He's apparently notif- noticed particular refs that have a vendetta against him and give him no benefit of the doubt in any scenario. And you have two ways you can react to that. You can go into it expecting the worst and not giving doing anything on your end to try to make it better, or you can 
change the way you act and make if they're being hard on you for no reason make it more egregious that they're being hard on you for no reason uh until it becomes a league no the league has to step in and, and do something so uh, i personally appreciate that from him I'm, I'm loving that maturity another thing people have pointed out is that his assists have gone down since we got Dinwiddie, and there's that's twofold one a lot of these shooters are not hitting shots but also the ball's in his hands less. Like he's not, and when I say in his hands less, I mean, he's finishing plays less. Like Dinwiddie had more assist than him. Did he have more assist than him tonight? Yeah, I know he had more assist than him at least one, uh, one or two of these up recent games. And that's been happening a good bit, honestly. Uh, Dinwiddie having either the same amount oh, no. or more. Uh, no, not to, not today. He didn't. Okay. But yeah, like in the, the previous game, I believe he did have, he did have uh, one more assist or something like that. And then there he was did. another game yeah. a couple, couple days ago where he had more assists. And it's, again, Luca's not having to finish plays as much because Dinwiddie is an actual quality playmaker that not only can go get his own bucket, but can also set up others. Um, and that's not a problem because I don't give a fuck about a triple-double. I care about wins. Uh, speaking of things I don't give a fuck about that everybody else seems to be highly concerned with. I know where this is going. <clears throat> PSA time please no you know what i'm not even gonna say please i am i could not give a damn whether or not luca is considered for the mvp <laughs> i knew that's the i knew that's where this was going could not give a damn because i am a dallas mavericks fan i want the dallas mavericks to win basketball games if the dallas mavericks win basketball games accolades will follow if you build it they will come right ain't that what they said let's let's stop putting the awards before the w's let's i i I, every day i see people crying about where luca is on the mvp ranking ladders how he's not being discussed as an mvp not just from fans like i think it's coming from within the house now at this point like i think people are people that are tapped in are actually doing this like insiders and People I respect are, are are jumping on board this why is Luca not being considered MVP train. And I would like to remind them that we've been sitting in the five seed pretty much for a month and some change now and actually almost lost it this week. Why why are we worried about an MVP? Well, I'm not worried about MVP. Um, I don't think he has a chance. I think the I think this might be the largest race we've had in a long time, if not ever, in like, my lifetime. As far as, as the most candidates, <clears throat> yes, like the most legit candidates where you could say he has a chance. Um, but I think at this point, it's down to two people. Uh, it's down to Embiid and Jokic at this point. I feel like really, you don't think Giannis is in there? Oh yes, I'm sorry, Giannis. It's down to three people. Okay, um, it's down to three people. Um, but the thing with Luca is, obviously, I'm a Dallas Mavericks fan. I was a Dallas Mavericks fan before I knew who Luca was. But I would like Luca to win an MVP because I'm a fan of Luca. Uh, he plays for my team. I would like him to do well. You know, stuff like that. It's, it's nice to see. Just like with Dirk, I wanted Dirk to win MVP. It was nice for Dirk to win MVP. But uh, if he doesn't win MVP, I don't care if he's not in contention for if people are like oh well i don't have luca in my top five for mvp okay luca started the season off not luca like he was fat he was out of shape no that was very luca like i'm talking about the way he played <laughs> okay okay 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he did not start off the season that great. It wasn't bad. It was right. still like career stats for most people's standards, but uh, he it wasn't that great. So, you know, that's probably going to be held against him, and rightfully so. Um, but, yeah, y'all, y'all got to stop tripping if Luka isn't considered as MVP. It's okay. There will be other seasons. It's like the Anthony Anderson rookie of the year situation. Like he was a historically bad rookie for half the season. what? Anthony Edwards, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Big Bomber's house, Anthony Edwards. No, um, I mean Anthony. You see, I'm fucking up now. Um, <clears throat> and in Minnesota, that dude, the dude from from, from the South that has all the quotables. Uh, people were like highly perturbed that he was not the rookie of the year, and it's like. He was trash for the first half of the season. LaMelo was consistently good. I understand that they are probably pretty even at the end of the day as talents. Like he got himself on track going towards the end of the season, but you can't just look at the end and make the decision. You have to look at the body of work and LaMelo's body of work was better. There are guys, a lot of them, whose body of work is better than Luca's. And that's body of work doesn't just include the stats. It is also the team record, et cetera, so forth. We've pretty much been coasting in the middle of the pack in the West all year. And in order for there to be a Luka MVP push and for me to even give credence to the conversation, because as you notice, I'm not interacting with many of those tweets. We would have to slide up all of a sudden to like the three, at least. Um, Coming into the year, I said that, my MVP would be whoever finished top three out of the teams I felt like didn't have a um, legitimate number two that was also like a all NBA type of guy. So not the Suns, not the Jazz. Like those teams were eliminated from my MVP consideration because there's just stacked teams. I uh, had the Warriors, Blazers, and Mavs as the the three where I felt like one of those team's leaders could steal the MVP conversation um, <clears throat> I did not expect Memphis to be where they are and I still wouldn't put Ja in that conversation but I understand people put him in the conversation because his team is performing the performance comes before the awards his team stays at the number two it's hard for me to argue against Ja being in that conversation Jokic's team has been decimated with as far as the top level talent. He's continued to keep them right there fighting for a five, fighting for a four right now with how close things are in the middle. And he's been putting up historic numbers at the same time, historic efficiency. He deserves to be in the conversation. Giannis and B fighting in that one, two, three spot in the East on teams that. Now Embiid has Harden. I think that's going to hurt his case. Um, but Giannis, people are still doubting the Bucks, even though they're the defending champions. Uh, I do think he probably needs to st- hold on to that two or steal the one to get the award. But his numbers across the board all year, consistent dominance. It's hard to justify for like they didn't vote for him to start in the all-star game they're not going to leap to voting for him for mvp and you should not be surprised by that that's all i'm saying again unless we leap up the standings and get to that two or three somehow i cannot even think about luca for mvp personally and it's your prerogative to do so i 
don't don't tag me in the look there look at where they have luca tweets don't tag me in those don't i'm i'm i could not care less i would have to agree um thank you for that sermon uh pastor bibbs um if you don't have anything else to add i guess we'll move on to the unsung hero weekly forecast let's let's get it we'll be back after another ad break college basketball fans join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings sportsbook turn your team's victory into your own big win new customers can bet five dollars on any team to win and get two hundred dollars in free bets if they do it's that simple if they win you win if sportsbook isn't available in your state yet you can still join the college hoops action with DraftKings pools everyone can play free pools all march long for a shot at a share of over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in prizes simply join the pool and ask the questions like who will make it to the next round and who will hit the most three-pointers then track your results download the DraftKings sportsbook app now use promo code tbpn bet five dollars on any college hoops team to win and get two hundred dollars in free bets if they do if they win, you win with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back to the Mavs Outsiders podcast. It is the section we are known for, our uh, flagship segment, our signature, so to speak, Unsung Hero, followed by the weekly forecast. And you're probably asking yourself, Reese. Man, who is the unsung hero this week? I, I I can't think of who the unsung hero is. You had that Knicks game where the only guy who played good was Luka. You had games when guys like Jalen Brunson and Dorian Finney-Smith and Reggie Bullock missed time. Who could the unsung hero of the week be? And I'm going to be honest, I asked myself those same goddamn questions. But I came away with an answer. The Mavs unsung hero of the week goes to Dorian Finney-Smith. Yes, he missed a game. Yes, he played like trash in that next game. But the two games, the two games he played against the Utah Jazz and the Boston Celtics, his impact was felt and needed so much. It oversees any other performance that any unsung hero candidate would have had this week. So the award this week goes to Mr. Dorian Finney-Smith, Mr. Dodo himself. Now, looking to the upcoming week, I'm going to kick it to Brother Bibbs for the weekly forecast. Bibbs. Thank you, Reese. Uh, you know, at the last second, I did consider Dorian Finney-Smith that unsung hero. Uh, quite a week for the young man. Again, he got the bag, and now he's got the swag. Moving ahead. We got three games this week. It's a light week. First, we play the Brooklyn Nets in Brooklyn, <laughs> which means no Kyrie. <laughs> no shots from the Kyrie. See, that's a double entendre there. Uh, moving forward, KD, he's been putting up buckets, but if he's a lone man, I think we can steal that game. Andre Drummond, uh, Seth Curry. 
you know, there's a lot of agendas at stake in this game, but I, I would love for us to go in there and keep Brooklyn down at that number eight seed. Uh, moving forward in the week, we got the 76ers. Joel Embiid didn't kill us last time. James Harden. They just struggled against the Magic. I think they're that 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 little tandem is not as sexy as people are thinking it was going to be so far. Uh, we'll <laughs> we'll see how it goes against us. They should cause us problems, but we know how that goes. Every team we think is going to cause us problems doesn't. It is what it is. And then finally, third row game of the week, it's the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, supposed to be in attendance for that game, but things happen. They won't be in the building. Charlotte's been struggling. Should be able to knock them off too. It, it's a it's a short week. It's three games. A lot of people probably think we should lose at least one of those first two. I don't. Three and oh. By the way, before we get out of here, Reese, tell Rachel O'Neill to holler at me. Back to you. Who who is Rachel O'Neill? All you need to know is she's a 12.5. Okay. Um uh I, I can give you a clarification on that if you'd like. Uh sure. She uh she does a newscaster voice as well on her skits. On her skits? She she's a Instagram person, an internet person. You didn't see the interview where the dude was like talking to the chick and she was like, Where do you rate yourself out of a scale of one to ten? Oh, that chick. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, she actually used to be a newscaster. Yeah, good for her. Uh, so moving <laughs> on. Um, had a great week, all things considered. Uh, hopefully we can come out of this. You know what? I'm gonna say three and zero. Oh. Mm. So you're buying into the optimism. And that's going to be all for the Mavs Outsides podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be all. Uh, yeah, give you a goddamn prediction. I have no reason to think that we should lose a game. 3 0. Hey, Wonder Twins powers activate. That's, that's, that, that's, I'm about to say that's Dragon Ball Z. That's not Wonder Twins. They had the rings. Uh, I can't remember what they did. They had the, the yeah, whatever, that thing. Uh, <laughs> Fuck the Wonder Twins. Nobody care about the Wonder Twins. Um, power, shape of a bucket of water. Fuck out of here. Uh, so, <laughs> with that being said, we both putting up 3-0 and going in to next week. Don't tweet us if we lose a game. Outsiders out. We'll holler at y'all next week.